Have you ever said, I would love to do that, but is there something you've always dreamed of doing, but for some reason it just hasn't happened? Well, today on The Christian Working Woman, our speaker, Mary Lohman, is going to talk about breaking out of your box, getting past those excuses and obstacles that have kept you from accomplishing your dream. I'm Julie Bastide, your host, and Mary began this ministry in 1984. Though lots has changed in the years, the message and truth of God's Word never changes. So she continues to encourage and equip those who are Christ followers to be strong and effective witnesses for Jesus, particularly on their jobs. And so, Mary, you began this topic last week, which you called Break Out of Your Box. And I know it comes from your book, Get Over It, Letting Go and Moving On with God. I'm certain that many of us can relate to what you said last week, that we have put ourselves into some unnecessary boxes that are keeping us from fulfilling the plans God has for our lives. I I think it's true. It's an easy trap to fall into, Julie, where we buy into some deceptive excuses that keep us from moving on and pursuing our dreams. And then we miss the abundant life Jesus promised, the really deep joy that comes when we see what God can accomplish through our commitment to follow His voice. You talked about some common boxes we create like I'm too old or I'm too young or I don't have the right background or education. I don't have the right connections or looks or gifting. And then you pointed out that too often we allow ourselves to be lazy in that box. Yeah. You know, Julie, it's so easy for me to be lazy. I have to fight it all the time, honestly. Mm -hmm. But years ago, I finally got it that if I'm lazy, I'll never be able to do the good works God intends for me to do. If I refuse to be disciplined, I will keep myself mired in that lazy box. And God truly hates laziness. So to break out of our boxes means we cannot be lazy people. (laughs) You're so right. Well, today we are going to talk more about how we can break out of our boxes so we're ready to start. Thanks, Julie. I said last week that we need a vision of what God wants to do through us, and that vision should be the motivation that helps us break out of our boxes and accomplish our dreams. But the first question we need to confront is whether or not our vision or our passion is from God or not. Here are seven signs I believe will help you answer that question. Number one, it won't go away. If God has a plan that will take you out of your comfort zone, out of some box you're in, it will not go away. As you pray about it, and of course that must be step number one, it will get stronger, not weaker. Believe me, I've had lots of other passions and ideas that I thought at first were something God wanted me to pursue, but it didn't take long for those things to fade. If you have to keep pushing the doors open and there's resistance on every hand, most of the time it's because God is saying either, no, not that, or no, not now. Of course, we have to be persistent and not give up at the first obstacle, but if it's of God, it won't go away in your heart. Instead, it will grow, and even though it looks impossible, you just won't be able to get away from it. Number two, your motivation will be to serve God and others. God doesn't give us passions or visions just to make us feel good about ourselves or help us achieve our personal goals. If it's from God, you'll be motivated out of a love for God and for people, and it will be all about serving. Remember what Jesus told us in Mark 9, 35. He said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. God's vision for your life will lead you to become a servant in one way or another. So are you ready for that? And then number three, there will be a need for it. 
God is not inefficient, and he does things in a fitting and orderly way. So if God is leading you out of your box, it's because someone needs you out of that box, doing what God has for you to do. It won't be a whimsical flight of your imagination. It won't be because you just want to do something creative or different. It will be to meet a need. And then number four, God will open doors for you and confirm it through his word. If this vision is a God thing, you won't have to push and shove and beg and plead. You will have to be persistent, but God will open some doors for you and confirm that this is of him. You'll see some small or large miracles as God opens these doors, and you'll be amazed and you'll be frightened and awestruck and excited. I remember when I began to see that my radio ministry was not just for one station in Chicago one day a week. I had been mentored and encouraged to enlarge my vision and take the program to other Christian stations. Now, frankly, I don't frighten very easily, but as I began to think about growing this radio ministry, I was scared. This was way bigger than anything I had ever thought it would be, and I would need resources that I did not have. So I said, Lord, I need confirmation from your word that this is of you, or I'm just not going to do it. Give me clear guidance, please. And you know, my reading that day was in Isaiah 50, and verses 4 and 7 simply hit me between the eyes. They are, the sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore have I set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. There was no doubt in my mind that these two verses were God's voice to me, his promise to me, and his green light to enlarge my ministry. I cannot tell you how many times in the past years I've gone back to this passage. When you get out of your comfortable box and start pursuing the passion God's given you, you need a promise from his word to hang on to. So just ask God for it. And then number five, your spiritual leader or leaders will counsel and or encourage you. All of us need and should have those people in our lives who are our spiritual leaders For the most part, that should come probably through our church leaders. You need to be in a church where the truth is taught and where you have godly leadership. There may also be other wise people in your life who you trust to give you godly counsel and who will speak the truth in love to you. Not always will your vision require support or approval from your church leadership, but it's always good to talk things over with trusted people before you jump out of your box. And then number six, God will give you the right people to help you. God put some key people in my path to instruct me and help me, and he's given me mentors and employees and donors and board members along the way, some popping up out of nowhere to come alongside me and help me. Your passion will most likely involve others, and you'll need help and guidance. If it's a God passion, well, those people will come your way. And then number seven, you probably won't be qualified to do it. 
<laughs> That's a strange thing to say, isn't it? If God's trying to take you out of your box and move you into a new vision, most likely your first obstacle to overcome will be that you know how totally unqualified and inadequate you are to do it. The Apostle Paul told us why this is true. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. If it was something that you could do in yourself, who would get the glory for it? Getting out of your box and moving into unknown territory will be absolutely too much for you to do. So that's why God chose you, the Apostle Paul writes. He chooses those who are not qualified, and then he equips them in ways they could never imagine, and he gets all the glory. Your recognition of your inadequacy is the best thing you've got going for you because it will force you to depend on God, to be humble, to be teachable, and you will always know it was all about God. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Here are some things I've learned and am still learning along the way as I stepped out of my box to follow God's leading in my life. First, not all of my bright ideas are God's passion for me. And then some passions have a waiting period while God prepares me. And then not everyone will share my passion and some people will discount it or try to discourage me. You need to remember that perseverance is a large part of pursuing your passion. And passions take lots of hard work. And there are some days when I wish I'd never had a passion, uh, but not many, not many. Passions sometimes have a lifespan, a beginning, and an ending. And I have to be sensitive to know when it's time to move on. And when one passion dies, another comes along. A God-given passion is always a joy. It is fulfilling. It is in itself rewarding. So remember this when it comes to pursuing your passion. If you don't go for it, it will fade and you'll miss the blessing. Use it or lose it. You will be held accountable to the Lord for the passions he has given to you. You'll stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ, and he will recite the passion he had for you and want to know why you didn't pursue it. And you will be speechless without excuse. And then the more you pursue your passion, the more ability and gifts you will have to accomplish it. God's not going to waste talents on you if you're not going to use them. So he's waiting to see if you're serious about pursuing the passion he has put inside of you. If so, he will stretch you and gift you and equip you like you have never dreamed. But that's not going to happen until you put your oar in the water and start to row. I can testify to you that what I've had to do and God's gifted me to do in these years are things I never dreamed I could do. But as you begin to do what God's called you to do, he gives you more abilities and more gifting to do it. And then when you pursue your passion, your self-esteem issues will fade away. Frankly, you just won't have much time to think about yourself because a God passion puts you in the middle of the lives of other people 
and you'll be too busy to worry too much about yourself. However, you'll discover somewhere along the way that you feel so much better about yourself than you ever have because in pursuing your passion, you'll find the fulfillment and success that's eluded you. It is a byproduct of following God's will for you. It just happens when you do what God has called you to do. And then when you pursue your passion, God will start working on polishing you to be the godly person he wants you to be. You're going to be forced to pray more, to study your Bible and know it better, to get to know Jesus better than ever, and to depend on him more. That is an absolute essential. So please, for the sake of the kingdom of Christ and the glory due to Jesus Christ, get over putting yourself in some box that prevents you from the good works God has planned for you to do. When you get out of that box, you're going to move into the abundant life that Jesus promised for those who love him. So I ask you again, what box are you in and what is keeping you from breaking out? This has been thought-provoking for us, Mary. I imagine many would like the opportunity to think back through these seven signs you gave us today. So a copy of this two-part devotional is available now on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. It's so easy to print it out and maybe share it with others, or you can also listen to it again. As Mary mentioned, her book, Get Over It, Letting Go and Moving Forward with God, is available on our website also. She also has other books we hope you would find helpful in your spiritual growth. So check it out on our website, christianworkingwoman.org, or you can call us 630-462-0552. Well, have you ever wanted to visit the Holy Land? Mary's been many times and is planning another trip this fall, November 5th through the 14th. Whether this would be your first trip to Israel or you've been before, this is a tour you really don't want to miss. For a brochure and some more information, give us a call at 630-462-0552. And of course, you can find the information on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. Thanks for listening today. I'm Julie Bastide saying so long for Mary Lohman and The Christian Working Woman.